I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Alexis from the University of South Alabama. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, we're so excited to hear your story um, and just get to know you and your team better and the recent trip you've been on. So um, I guess just to start, can you tell us about the highs and lows of your current season? Yeah, so this was actually my first fall at the University of South Alabama. And so I think one of the most exciting parts of this past season for my staff and I was just being a part of a new conference. My staff and I all three of us came from the same Division II conference last season, and so we we had both we had all been there for multiple years and knew all the other teams and locations and the systems that they ran. And so for us to be a part of a new conference this year and not know anybody, know like I said, what kind of systems they ran, what towns they were in, what their campuses looked like. I think for us, not knowing was fun. I know that sounds weird, but we were, <laughs> yeah. we were, we were excited for the unknown of what was to come. And um, spring last, last spring in 2019 went super well. We obviously as a new staff changed a lot and you know, the kids that we were blessed with in our first year, I couldn't have asked for better kids that were understanding, worked super hard, wanted to absorb all of the information that we were giving them. And we actually ended up going 20 and 11 this past fall. And that was wow. the best record that South Alabama volleyball has had since 1989. So 30 wow. years. Yes. So I wasn't even born then. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that, but I wasn't even born then. Um, so have, a, have some lows. Uh, we started off the season 0-3. And, and I think after, you know, having a new staff and them putting so much work in all spring and, um, you know, we're trying to get them to buy into what we're doing and for them to start 0-3, you know, we were a little concerned as a staff how are their spirits right now? Um, are they still trusting the process? Where is this going to go? And the next week at practice, they worked 10 times harder than they had been up to that point. So that was a really good sign. And I think that just ended up translating into the rest of our season. Um, and I don't necessarily think we had the most talent either. Our kids just worked a lot harder than some of the teams that we played. And at the end of the day, that's one of our, you know, core values. And I think that they saw how much that paid off and it was great. And we're excited for the future of the program. Oh, I love that. That hard work paying off. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. And, well, you, and you. you want that for them. You, you want them to reap the benefits of the work that they put mm -hmm. in. They, they want to know and they want to see that what they're doing is worth it. So um, we were super proud and excited for them. Oh, I love that. Do you feel like you worked on anything specific in practices that like helped that hard work pay off? Um, I'm a super tough coach to play for. <laughs> um, just, just from the fact that I just have a super uh, high expectation and my staff and I, my, I played at IUPUI and oh. was blessed to have won two conference championships there. Um, my other assistant played at the University of West Florida, and she won 
a couple conference championships there. And then my other assistant, he played men's volleyball at Loyola Chicago and actually won two national championships. Wow. Um, which, you know, he rubs in our face all the time, but we let him because <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> there's yeah. Nothing, yeah. There's nothing better than the national championship. Um, but I think just us three having those experiences, we know kind of what it takes to reach that certain level. And we know how hard we had to work to get to that. And so we, we try and get them to understand what that looks like and how, how hard it is to actually work that hard. Um, and so to see them not understand why we did some of the things that we did to then understanding why, I think that was what was the most fun about it. Um, and it wasn't any drills that are out of the ordinary or um, certain talks that we would have. It was just doing the same thing over and over again until they understood. And yeah. we call it light ball moments. We love <laughs> to see them have the light ball moments of like, yes. oh, coach, coach isn't crazy <laughs> like this has a purpose. Um, you can tell them all day long that it has a purpose, but they have to figure it out for their own. So it's rewarding when they do have that moment. Um, and then you can kind of go from there and it takes off on its own. Oh, that is so true. I love that light bulb moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, and seeing the, like, the hard work and dedication that you have from your past, even volleyball and as a coach, how, how did you get to be a coach? What's your story there? Oh, goodness. Um, so I actually started college as an accounting major and realized that I was way too extroverted for that and that I couldn't <laughs> sit uh, behind a desk all day. And so I actually went into media communications after that and actually did some work with the NFL Network when I was in um, college and actually got the opportunity to work in the Super Bowl when they came to Indianapolis. Um, and that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And so I thought for sure I was going to be a reporter and work in sports. And yeah. that was going to be my way to stay connected. And I don't know, something just didn't feel right, right when I was about to graduate. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I said, well, I was kind of good at playing volleyball. Maybe I should see if I'm good <laughs> at coaching it. And um, waited till the last minute. And luckily got hired as a graduate assistant at Augustana University, which is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, oh, yeah. and loved it. Um, I worked for a lady named Ashley Buckley, and she's still today one of um, my favorite people and one of the best mentors I've ever had, and she played at Penn State for Russ Rose. Oh, so wow. a lot, yes, a lot of what I learned was what she learned from that culture, and um, just so much knowledge built up in one season. And, um, I just fell in love with it at that point. So not ever what I expected to be growing up, but now know that everything happens for a reason. And mm -hmm. my gut instinct was just telling me to try it and I ended up loving it. So wow. here I am <laughs> there still you doing are. it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, they're lucky to have a coach like you that's so passionate. And I'm glad that you were able to find the path that led you you know to coaching yeah yeah I was too I, I really was and it definitely hasn't been an easy road and I bet that any coach would say that I think when I first started coaching I coached a lot like how I played and it took me a lot of years to figure out that that doesn't work oh um, yeah I was a very intense player and um 
all of my teammates that played with me in college would definitely agree with that statement. And I'm still an intense coach, but I've learned how to get my kids to um, operate on their own. We're big believers in being a player-led team and wanting them to have equal contribution to what our success in our program is trying to accomplish. And I think I used to run it like a dictatorship. That's the best way (laughs) I can describe it because I didn't know how else to do it. Yeah. And I learned very, very quickly that that was not the right way to do it and really started to figure out ways to, I guess, let go of control. Um, I think I really love control and um, Mm -hmm. there are certain ways to control certain aspects and still, you know, make the decisions that need to be made, but also give that opportunity to let my assistants and my kids have the same amount of decision-making and control. And I still know I'm not anywhere where I want to be, but I have gotten a lot better and I have seen big success out of that. So I hope to continue growing in that area over these next couple of years. No, that's awesome. I, I feel like it's always the little things, like even with like things we want to work on, whether it be like a sport or personality thing, you know, like things like that. It's just those little things. And I can tell that you're just, again, I can tell that passion that you have to be an awesome coach and it's paying off. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. What's one of your most memorable travel experiences? With volleyball? Yeah. With volleyball and just with life, whichever you feel like sharing with us. Yeah. Um, so I always try and take my teams every year on at least one, I call it quote unquote flying trip. Um, I think it's super important that while these kids are playing in college that they're able to experience more than just, you know, where, where your region is at, or, you know, we're constantly going to the same places for our conference uh, games. And so we always try to take one flying trip a year and probably one of my favorite ones that we've gone on in my time as a head coach is a couple years ago, I took my team at West Alabama to Salt Lake city, Utah. And I had never been out there and we actually got to go to the Olympic park for a day and we did the sledding and the high ropes course up in the mountains and unfortunately the bobsled was shut down that oh, no, day, that's but yeah I know I know they were saying that that was the best one um but the sledding was insane like to be able to go down a tube to where uh, the professionals used to ski on um mm-hmm. and trust that the wasn't gonna flip over that was one of the scariest things I think I've ever done <laughs> wow. um yeah, but that was so fun for us to just be out there and to experience, you know, where Olympians used to train. And um, and we always, when I take them on flying trips too, I always like to leave a couple days early because I want to take them to places that are, that either the city is known for or cool attractions that they have so that we're able to do something else other than just be stuck in a gym the entire yeah. time we're there. So that was probably one of my favorite ones that we've done so far. And then the only time I've ever left the country <laughs> was this past, uh, this past summer for my honeymoon. And uh, we oh, went to Costa fun. Rica and oh, that wow. was awesome. Yes. And we got to zip line up in the rainforest and Absolutely terrifying, but the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, wow. Yeah. So we were actually supposed to go back there this summer for our one year anniversary, but that's probably not going to happen now, which is super sad, but um, gives us an excuse to go next year. So wow. oh, yes. Costa Rica. I've never, I've never been to Costa Rica, but I hear it's beautiful. 
It really is. Yeah. And the people there were awesome too. And that's like one of my favorite things. And like I said earlier, obviously I'm an extrovert. So um, I love meeting new people and um, being able to experience that part of it. And so when we go places, I'm always wanting to connect with people that are either from there or really understand the culture and getting to know the people in Costa Rica was a really good experience and my husband and I still talk about the people that we met there so wow we 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 really wanted to go back to see those people again and it's how often do you get to say oh I'm not going back for the beaches or this or that like we want to go back because we want to see Carlos (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) gotta see Carlos (laughs) we gotta see Carlos so oh that is so fun well I'm glad you've had such good like travel experiences with your team and you know for your honeymoon yes yeah and we've been to a lot of places in the United States too and there's still a lot of things that I want to do I actually really love history and so you know we actually my family and I we went to New Orleans um, not that long ago and we went to the World War II museum and that was awesome and so I like actually doing things like that I'm secretly deep down inside a history buff a little bit (laughs) (laughs) oh I I remember growing up my parents parents took us to either West Virginia or Virginia and back where all the like colonial houses um were built and we went through a ton of those and just a ton of the old restaurants were there and I will always remember that and that being so cool and just being able to see how people used to live and kind of how things have changed and progressed throughout the decades is just so cool wow I love no I love that I wish I was more into history I lived in Gettysburg for a little bit, so okay, yeah, more interested in it. But see, I think that's awesome that you love that. That actually leads me to a question I wanted to ask you. What's one thing that no one knows about you that you could share with us? It's kind of on the spot, but oh wow, that's a yeah. great question. I guess the general audience, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, one thing that nobody knows about me. Um. Well, not a lot of people know that I like history. I bet nobody would guess that about me. I, yeah, bet nobody, a- I bet nobody would guess that I started out as an accounting major either because... That's true. <laughs> nobody <laughs> would ever guess that I would do anything that would require me to keep my mouth shut. Gosh, people, uh, <laughs> my kids get mad at me all the time because when we run camps in the summer, I always make them do fun facts and I always use that same fun fact every single time. And it's not even fun. It's kind of... They yell at me for saying it, but I actually almost lost my leg when I was in high school to a staph infection, which is really weird. And I probably should have come up with something better than this. But (laughs) I always tell that I always tell that story because if that would have happened, it would have totally changed my life. And I don't think that I would be sitting here talking to you if that would have happened. Um, because that was my junior year of high school and yeah, I was seventy-two hours away from losing my leg, my left leg. And, um, you know, like I went and played college volleyball after that. And if that would have happened, I wouldn't have done that, which probably would have not led me to then being a volleyball coach. Um, so it's just kind of weird to like, think back that like one small moment like that, you know, you kind of wonder, okay, I'm here in this position now, if that would have happened, what would my life be like? Um, because I met my husband in college 
So if I wouldn't have went and played volleyball, would I have met him? I don't know. You just, then you just start going back on this, this path of what if, and my husband yells at me all the time because I play the what if game. He's like, we're not playing the what if game today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was, I think that's like a kind of a monumental point in my life that I think put a lot of uh, perspective into especially like my athletics career I think I started taking it a little more seriously after that just because of the aspect I knew that it was almost taken away from me um yeah so yeah made you want to work like, harder yeah it did it really did and it it really wanted it really made me take each day that I was given to practice or to run as much as I hated conditioning I couldn't complain about it anymore because <laughs> I was I was still able to so true um, it makes yeah. you appreciate the little things yeah it really does it really wow. does well thanks for sharing that <laughs> we've talked about this with our kids before it's like not waiting until something like that happens to make you realize something like don't let something bad have, have to happen for you to work harder or for you to appreciate something because I think a lot of times all of us we wait until that happens we're not we're not sitting thinking that you know every day you get the opportunity to wake up and make an impact and work hard and um, strive to achieve something um, until maybe something's taken away from you. So um, I think it's important to just remind yourself of that from time and time again. And I think that this whole, you know, coronavirus situation is maybe making people realize that a little bit. I agree. Um, yeah. Like I, I used to love say that I loved working from home and now I'm like, okay, I don't know why I used to say that. <laughs> I need to go back to the office. It's um, true. You're an extra. You're an extra. You need I to be with the people. I know. What's happening right now though, like situations happen and it teaches us a lot and makes us, you know, appreciate things more. So hopefully, hopefully that can happen. But yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess the next question I wanted to ask you um, if you're an athlete wanting to play, like, for a team or university, what would your personal advice be to them? My my biggest advice that I always give kids is to make sure when you are practicing, working out, playing in a tournament, playing in a high school game, to always, to always work as hard or prepare yourself as if a college coach were to be standing right there. I would be amazed at how, or I am amazed. I don't want to say I would be because I am. I'm amazed at like how many kids come to our camps or we go work camps or we're out recruiting and I see kids not giving it their all. Or if a, if a kid does see us watching them, then you see them work just that little bit extra harder on that rep. And I want a kid that's going to work hard all the time, no matter what, because they're either they're either giving that effort or that passion behind it because of the goals that they're trying to achieve for themselves and for their team. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we take kids are taking too much time off um, and, and picking and choosing, I guess, when um, they want to put that effort in. And so we're constantly looking for kids that maybe aren't even the best talent wise, but we can see where that talent is going to take them and where that ceiling is at. But we want that kid because no matter if we're watching that kid, um, if we're talking to a coach, they're coming to camp, we see them play like they are working just as hard every time I see them. Um, and then that kind of tells us a little bit about that kid's personality and the work ethic and kind of how they're being brought up. And like, those are the kids that we want to coach. Um, mm -hmm. So I always tell kids half the time, we're not even looking for anything that has to do with skill. 
related. We're kind of looking at what is your personality like and what is that hard work and discipline look like behind the scenes? Because that's what I want. What are you going to do when I'm not around? Um, because oh, I, I think that. that's where kids are most successful. Like it's true. I am so interested to see what my team looks like in the fall because I have no, all of us coaches right now, we're all in the same boat. Anybody can win this upcoming fall because it is totally going to depend on what our kids are doing right now when we're not around. Mm-hmm. And we can't make them work out. We can't make them watch film. They're not playing as a team. You know, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. And that's when, like, that's what kind of what I'm talking about. Like, I want to recruit kids that I know, like, if the coronavirus were to happen next year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But if it were going to happen next year, like, I purposely recruited this kid because I know that if something like that happens, she's going to work just as hard behind that closed door as if she were if I was standing right in front of her. Wow. Yeah. And that's great advice for anyone to hear, you know, like hard work, just self-motivated, you know, doing that thing for your team, for yourself, for your, you know, whatever motivates you. I love that. Well, what's your next adventure? Next adventure. Gosh. Um, um, just in life. Yeah. In life or your team, um, like anything. Yeah. My husband and I are thinking about having kids here in the next uh maybe year or two and so oh wow um, that, was, that was the first thing that popped in my head when you said that um because if you're talking about an adventure I know that is going to be yes. um quite the adventure yes Ew. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me I'm not gonna lie but um <laughs> I'm sure it scares uh, everyone pretty- <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. And I think the part that scares me a little bit, and I I have so many like good mentors and friends that are able to help me like through this is just, you know, being a female. And I know that it's super hard for males too, because I've had a lot of male mentors that it's equally as hard for them to be parents. But um, I want to make sure that I'm able to dedicate as much time as I want to, to my career and to my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I think I already stress about that when it's not even here. And I um, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm mentally and emotionally prepared for that. And I think that I am. So I hope that I'm able to handle that part well, but it's definitely going to be an adventure. <laughs> no, it will. And no, I'm excited for you. Cause, um, one thing is that I've learned from like podcasts, you know, and from like talking to wonderful coaches like yourself is that like balance is key and family, having a family while being a coach is so rewarding. So I'm excited for you guys. No, I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, so I, I know my, I know my parents and his parents are desperately waiting. Desperately for a grandbaby, yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh. My husband, my husband is an only child, so. Um, oh wow. My my mother-in-law is really, 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 really hoping. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your next adventures, and I'm, um, I've loved like getting an insight into your team. And just getting to know you better. Thank you so much for what you've shared with us today. Yes, I appreciate you having me. So this was awesome. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.